All right. Thank you, Mrs. Lloyd. appreciate that so very much. And take your Bibles and turn to the book of Nahum. Nahum chapter 2 and verse 11 is our text. Nahum chapter 2, verse 11. In the sermon I've titled, The Lion. The Lion. Uh, I will be going, if you want to write the references down, because I'm not going to probably give you a whole lot of time to find them, but I'll be going to Ezekiel chapter 28, Revelation chapter 21, and also to Isaiah chapter 14 in the course of this message, Lord willing, this morning. So I hope that you have that ready to follow along. But our text is Nahum chapter 2, verse 11. And there we read this. Where is the dwelling of the lions and the dwelling place and the feeding place of the young lions where the lion, even the old lion, walked and the lions whelped and none made them afraid? Now shall we pray. Father, as we look into your message today, into your word, I pray, Father, that... uh, If there is one again that's here without Christ, this would be the day to come to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If there's one that has wandered from your fold, I pray that today would be the day they come back to the fold of Christ. In Jesus Christ's precious and holy name we pray it. Amen. The Bible tells us that man was made a little lower than the angels. Man also, when he was created, had dominion over all things. I mean, there was not one thing that was beyond his dominion. God had made him over all. The world, the animals, the plants, the oceans, the birds, everything. When Satan tempted Eve to sin, Adam followed suit. And by causing them both to fall, tempting them to fall, should I say, they fell on their own, but he tempted them to. But in doing that, Satan became the god of this world and took the place that was created for Adam to occupy. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, it says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the god of this world, now the god of this world is Satan. We're not talking about almighty god. The god of this world is Satan who hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Ever since the fall of man, ever since man fell, there's been an ongoing battle for the souls of men between God and Satan. God's weapons are mighty, but Satan's metal, uh, weapons are carnal. God equipped man with the free will to decide which one to respond to. God or Satan. And that is the battle for life. That is the battle for souls. And I think Genesis chapter 3 is very important in thinking about that. That is when Satan was told that Eve's seed. Now, we know seed comes from the man, but in this situation... The seed of the woman, that spoke of a virgin birth. By the way, let me just digress for a moment to say this. The angel appeared unto Mary 
and told her that holy thing which would come upon her would be called the Son of God. And Mary said, Be it unto me, Lord, even as thou hast said. And the angel departed, and were told that Mary immediately left. I, I find that's interesting. She immediately left and went to Elizabeth, who was already in the sixth month of, with carrying her baby, which would be John the Baptist. And when Mary entered that room, now it had to be less than a month. But even if you said a month, but it'd be less, probably a week at the most. When she entered that room, the baby in Elizabeth's womb jumped, we're told. Because the baby inside of Mary that was probably just a week or less old was the Son of God. Now, by today's standards, Mary is poor. She doesn't have her, uh, she's engaged, so to speak. They've, They've made those arrangements, but they haven't come together in marriage. Joseph has the right to put her away, as a matter of fact. The world would counsel her today, kill that baby. They would have killed the Son of God. But think of it this way. That was a human life from the moment of conception. Murder in human Terminology is to end the life of another human. Just wanted to put that out to you. We don't say that because it's a political stand. We take it because it's a biblical stand. All right? And so I'm I'm just adding that. that, uh, I just wanted you to realize that the virgin birth of Jesus Christ was important that he was born of a virgin, but it was also important for us of his death on the cross for our sins, and for not only our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world, First John chapter 2, verse 2. Not just the sins of specific people, the sins of the whole world. Isn't it interesting today? People say that some are elected to be saved. God has elected some to be sinners and go to hell. Huh? Can, an all ho- can you call him an all-holy God that would create somebody to be sinful and do all the pornography and, and drunkenness and murder? Would that, be a, would that be a holy God? No. Just common sense tells you there's free will. Being made in the image of God who has free will. We have a free will. And I'm saying all that just to say this. It was that day on the cross that he bruised the head of the serpent. In other words, uh, Eve is told in Genesis chapter 3, with the serpent there, the serpent would bruise his heel, but he would bruise his head. And when my sin, when Jesus said, it is done, and he came off that cross, the very head of Satan is crushed. He will not be the God of this world from evermore. But when Jesus comes back and when the eternal kingdom is set up, Satan is no more on this earth, the God of this world. He's in a lake of fire forever. So with that, we go to our text and we look at the feeding 
in the dwelling of the lion. Who is that roaring lion going about seeking whom he may devour? Seeing that he is the God of this world. Well, we know by the word of God, Satan is the God of this world. He's the king of all those angels that fell with him. We find in Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 it says, And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. Those stars of heaven are angels. The third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Oh yes, Satan. He tried to destroy all the firstborn of, of Bethlehem. He tried everything to stop this birth, but nothing could stop it. No man took his life from him. He gave it up of himself. He had the power to take it, and he had the power to uh, take it back, to give it, and to take it. And so, we find that Satan was cast down. This world, though, is the dwelling place. It is his feeding place. We find there that the Bible tells us that when he fell, one-third of the angels, one-third of the stars, one-third of the angels fell with him. They should have feared. They knew God. They actually saw God. They knew his presence. They knew his power. They knew he was the creator. And yet Satan was able to convince them to follow him one-third. One-third of the angels were convinced. You say, can angels be saved? No, because they can't have faith. They've already seen him. We love him whom we have not seen. But they have not seen him. Uh, we have not seen him. They have. The Bible teaches us that uh, some interesting things about that old serpent. In Revelation 12, he's called the old serpent, the red dragon, the devil. Interesting names for one, isn't it? We read of him, and this one will go to Ezekiel chapter 28, in verses 13 through 16. Satan was the in charge. I mean, he was... Second only to God in heaven. In Ezekiel 28, he's talking about Tyrus, the king of Tyre. And then all of a sudden it goes into this, which really doesn't have a lot to do with Tyrus. Now he's talking about Satan. And he says in verse 13, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and gold. That's all the jewelry. And Satan was in charge of it. He goes on and says, The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day thou was created. Not only in charge of heaven's jewelry, but he's also in charge of heaven's music. That's musical instruments. He says, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Oh, he had an exalted position, but God put him there. 
Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. The multitude of thy merchandise they had filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee off as profane, cast out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. We learn from verse 13, all the beautiful jewelry, Satan was in charge of it all. And yet, that's interesting because we read in Revelation chapter 21, the home that's being prepared for you and me. I want you to listen to this, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to read it because I can't memorize that much. I'm still having trouble getting my full name memorized. So, uh, memorizing all that's a lot. But I want you to hear about this street of gold and this place that's so pure gold that it says transparent glass. Revelation chapter 21, verses 10 through 23. Now understand, this is being prepared for those that are saved. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God and having the glory of God. And her light was likened to a crystal and had a wall great and high and twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. And on the east, three gates, and on the north, three gates, and on the south, three gates, and on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations. And in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof and the city as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed twelve thousand furlongs, the length and the breadth. And the height of it are equal. I read some theologians some time ago. that They said it's as a pyramid coming down the top. And it just gets wider going down. That's not four square. That's not four square. Six. The, 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 the city is four square. We see it's 12,000 furlongs. What is that? That's about the distance from Denver, Colorado to the Atlantic Ocean. Deep, wide, and high. Each direction. That's the city. And he goes on to say, And he measured the wall thereof, an hundred and forty and four cubits, according to the measure of the man, that is, of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was as of jasper. And the city was as pure gold, like unto a clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were, 
were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth a sardonyx, the sixth a sardius, the seventh a chrysolite, the eighth a beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a chrysoprasus, the eleventh a jacinth, and the twelfth an amethyst. And the twelve gates were of twelve pearls. Every several great uh, gate was of one pearl, an entire gate of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. That's my future home. I think of Isaiah 30 and verse 26, speaking into the future. Moreover, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold as the light of seven days. In the day that the Lord bindeth up the breach of his people and healeth the stroke of their wound. That's the city. Think of this, John 14, 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled, Jesus says. This is within 24 hours of the cross. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. That where I am, there ye may be also. You know what a mansion was? Now, people try to make light of it and said, well, a mansion there meant a room. And that's, it was. It's a room. It was the honeymoon suite. And a city, 12,000 furlongs wide, deep, and high, will have many, 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 many mansions in it. He's preparing a place for those that have received him as their Lord and Savior. That's what he's doing for us. We look for a city whose builder and maker is God. You know, the Bible says that's what Abraham was doing back in Genesis, and we still are. It's our inheritance. This world is not our home. In this world, we're hated. This is a world filled with violence. In America, think about it. We see politicians and others being assaulted now. I preached earlier about abortion. You know, I've taken a stand against homosexuality and homosexual marriages. By the way, anybody's had an abortion, anybody that's a homosexual can be saved. So, uh, we're not saying... Uh, Condemning to sin without sin, there's a way of salvation. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But what I am saying is this. For these stands that we take on the word of God as we've taken them even this day. If there were people got upset and they came to this church and they try to break down the doors and they come in here and they start pushing people and things of that nature. 
would that keep you out of church next Sunday? You know, in the first century, they were dragging them off to church. They lost, <laughs> they lost even their homes. They were being thrown into jail and prison for worshiping the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They were being beaten. And my friend, if that would put enough fear in your heart to not come back to God's house, you are not dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ. It would reveal how real your faith is. Do you have a living faith in Christ Jesus? That's the question. Now we go back. The world speaks of Tinseltown as Satan is in charge of all the jewelry and so Tinseltown allures. Yet our Lord will have a crown that is with jewels. Malachi teaches that he'll count the jewels in his crown. We'll rule and reign with him and we'll have crowns. What are crowns for? They're for ruling and reigning. We're going to rule and reign with him throughout all eternity. Satan was in charge of heaven's jewelry, but after his fall, you never see in the Bible a good angel with jewelry on him. Now, Jesus is going to have a crown. He puts jewels on his people, but angels don't have them. They don't want to be associated with Satan at all. They know Satan corrupts Anything that he can get his hand on. The, the, the tablets and the pipes speak of music. He headed up heaven's music. As a result, you never see angels singing. Now, when we, Christmas time, we're going to sing, Hark the Herald, angels sing. But angels don't sing. You'll, you'll always see them even in heaven when we're singing. Jesus sang with his disciples. And in heaven we see many times in the book of Revelation we are singing. But when the angels join in, they join in saying. They don't want to be identified in any way with the devil. You know, I don't want to be identified with someone's sin. I don't want to be identified with this world. My heaven is far better than this world could ever think to be. In verses 15 and 16 there of Ezekiel 28. It says that Satan was perfect in all his ways. But he was not God. As the covering cherub. He covered the most holy place in the, the, the tabernacle. There, there's, there's two angels over the holy place. Those two angels are there because Satan at one time did it himself. He was such a high and powerful angel. Even Michael the archangel, when he contends with the devil, says, The Lord rebuke thee. That is why We cannot fight the devil in our own strength. Let's go to one more passage. Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 15. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, thou which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. 
You know his Lucifer, son of the morning, that is light of the morning. Oh, he had a high place. From the son of the morning, he becomes the red dragon. He says, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. That is, the, all the other angels. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the Most High. And God tells him quickly, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. Yes, Verse 12, he falls from the highest over all of God's angels, even to the fact that he was the covering cherub in charge of heaven's jewelry, in charge of heaven's music. The, the greatest thing that he had, not just being over heaven's angels, being the covering cherub, covering the very seat of God. That was a high and exalted thing. This was his position. And he falls to the ground. He falls to this earth. He's cast down. And he will tempt Adam that he falls. We're told he weakens the nations. The, our, our Nahum is about Nineveh and Nineveh will fall, who was the number one power until that time. And when they fall, Satan doesn't stay there and cry over them. He goes out and corrupts more. Satan loves no one. Many of the empires of this world have been built on pleasure and crime and violence. Knowing how to tempt man and to appeal to his depraved lust. By the way, there's all kind of lust out there. There's the intellectual lust that feels like it's a pride thing. We know more, and usually what they know more of is a false thing. But they're deceived, you see. Some it is sexual, some it's financial, some it's, it's just the pleasures of this life. However Satan can tempt you that would desecrate the holiness of God in your life and desecrate any chance of you serving him acceptably, he will do it. For we're to put on the new man that's created in righteousness and true holiness. Satan corrupts everything he touches. James 4, 7 and 8 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. And resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Oh, yes, he'll flee, but he'll come back. He'll flee, but he'll come back and try again. In verses 13 14 there of Isaiah, he said that we see that he's not satisfied with his position. The covering cherub? in charge of the angels, of heaven's music, in charge of heaven's jewelry, uh, the high exalted position, and he's not happy with that. He wants more. He believes that he can deceive God as he did one-third of the angels and overcome them and exalt himself above the throne of God. And he's cast out 
he is cast out. So that even this day, as we saw in the case of Job, Satan had to get permission from God to do anything to Job. You realize when bad things come to your life, and you say, what have I done to deserve this? You may not have done something to deserve that. But it's there. It may be Satan. We always do like those guys did. God, why are you, why are you doing this? And it was Satan that was doing it. He only got permission. If Satan gets permission to oppress you, it means that God has trusted you with that trial. And he is trusting you and counting on you to revolt, uh, to, to rest on the wisdom of his word and the strength of his Holy Spirit and endure whatever it is that you're called to go through. Because he will reward more greatly than any suffering that you will ever have. Satan convinced one-third of the angels to follow him. Don't think that you can withstand him in your own strength and power. You cannot. As the song says, leaning on the everlasting arms. Verse 15, he's told he'll be brought down to the hell to the sides of the pit. Yes, when Christ comes at the end of the tribulation... Satan is put into the pit for 1,000 years. He's loose for a short period of time, and then he's released. And upon his release, he goes out to deceive the nations one more time. He, hell did not change him. 1,000 years did not change him. Anybody that dies to go to hell, it won't change them. He comes out to deceive, and then he's cast into the eternal lake of fire forever. Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins. He paid the penalty in full. 1 John 2, 2 says that uh, he is the propitiation, that is the entire payment for all of our sins. He is the propitiation for our sins, and but not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. He paid it all. Yet there are people who reject. And I want these words to ring out in your mind because these are words if you reject Jesus Christ and you die and you go to hell, I believe that you'll hear these words throughout all eternity. Matthew 25, 41. Then shall he say also to them on his left hand, Depart from me, ye that work iniquity, to everlasting fire. Let me reread that because I got that wrong. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Hell was not prepared for man. It was prepared for Satan and his angels. But if you allow the God of this world to keep you from coming to Jesus Christ, you'll go spend eternity in the same place that torments super spirits. Satan doesn't torment you in hell. He's tormented. His fallen angels do not torment you in hell. They're tormented. There's the ones at Gadarene that said, please, when he cast them out of the, the legion of them, out of the one man there at Gadarene, let us go to that herd of swine instead of sending us there before the time. 
they fear it. It torments super spirits. Men try to play it down, but not God. And God is the absolute truth. My friend, that doesn't have to be for you. Fallen angels cannot be saved, but you can. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto the Father but by me. There's not many roads to heaven. Jesus is your only hope. He says in John 6, 37, Him that come to me, I will in no wise cast out. He says in Revelation chapter 22, verse 17, Whosoever will, let him come and drink of the water of life freely. What must you do? You must realize and admit, I'm a sinner that deserves to go to hell. If you don't ever get to that point, you're not going to get saved. And hell's going to be your eternal home. One second after you stop breathing, one second after you leave this life, you're either going to be with the Lord or you're going to be forever in torment. Not because I say so. That's the Word of God. One second is too late. Your chance is now. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Is, now is the time, is what Second Corinthians 6 2 says. So, what I'm saying to you is this you've got to admit I'm a sinner. Can't, don't deserve to go to heaven. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, the Bible says. The wages of sin is death. Final, complete separation forever from God in the lake of fire. That's, the, that's, that's what it is. But the gift, not what we've earned, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But how do you come to that? Believing that He, the Lord, deity, Jesus, His humanity, came to this earth to pay for our sins. He was buried and He rose up literally bodily from the grave. So that you might call upon Him. For He said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you can call him and, and, and receive him as your Lord and Savior. But you must come. My friend, if you're not sure that if you die today that heaven's your home, I want to right now just say, in a moment we're going to have a hymn of invitation. Let's sing just as I am today, okay? It's, that's all right. We're going to have a hymn of invitation. It's going to be just as I am. That's how you come to Jesus, just you are. You don't get good enough for him. He makes you new. Okay. But when we start singing, if you'll leave your seat and walk down here, I'll be standing down here at the front. You'll walk down here and meet me at the front. I'll direct you to someone that's trained in the Word of God, and they'll open that Bible and show you how you can know that if you died today that heaven's your home. We can't do that if you don't come. Oh, I hope that you'll come. Let's bow our heads. Father.